and welcome back to Night Owl Nerds. Last time on Fate's Split, the party arrived in Antirian, meeting up with a strange winged girl singing in the tavern. As they went around trying to figure out what was going on in this town and what may have once happened to the goblins that at one point inhabited this area, they met up with the advisor to the mayor, Favin who agreed to arrange a meeting with the mayor the following morning. As day broke, the party awoke, had some breakfast and a wooden spoon, met up with Favin, and went over to the mayor's house where they found a gaunt young man, sickly, lying in bed and unable to stir. During the conversations, they found that the mayor, who had only recently inherited his responsibilities, didn't know what had originally happened to the goblins, as he was only an infant when this occurred. Favin, however, implied that he had a direct impact on the goblins that once lived here. As Favin attempted to escape and disappeared from view, the party took Mayor Markry to the tavern where his uncle protected him in a small bunker beneath the tavern and they went forward towards the Interian Mines under the agreement that if they could dispatch whatever was within the mines, killing anybody that entered, that the mayor would allow the return of the goblins to their original home. While the party ventured through the mines, they found a couple of rooms with large purple and blue crystals gleaming in the darkness. And as they continued, they found a small flooded lair of strange, pale, arachnid-like creatures with large pincers. We rejoin our group as they recoup themselves after having dispatched of the last of these strange arachnids. Oh, I am so starting to hate spiders now. Only just now. <coughs> they used to be fun to play with back at the orphanage. They just weren't this big. Uh, not looking so good, Vice. Not feeling so good either. You want some healing? Yeah, I definitely could use something. Um, I I'll go over to Vice and I'm gonna kind of put my hand on his shoulder and cast Cure Wounds so I need to roll 1d8 uh, that would be um, 11 points of healing Right, thank you. You're welcome. Um, as you approached Vice and like placed your hand on him, and you're close enough to actually see him, you notice that he's not blue at all. He's actually pale again. Are you not cold anymore? <sighs> I, I don't, I don't know if that's what's doing this. 
Moss will walk up and lay his hand on your shoulder and pump ten points of his lay on hands. I can only take nine. Pump nine points of his lay on hands. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Healing magic is something I need to learn. Thank you, guys. Does anyone else need healing? I'm gonna look at everybody else. Celine, as you call this out across this flooded cavern, your voice echoes back to you several times before finally silencing. Shh! Gern's going to make his way back over to the party from where he was. Crystal is also going to make her way back over. We'll follow. As the party regroups, trying to be as quiet as possible, you can all hear... You can hear your steps through the few inches of water that you're walking in. And as each slosh hits, it echoes back to you from the walls. Good. Need heal. Alright. Uh, I will walk over to Gurn. Put my hand on his shoulder and then I'll cast Cure Wounds on him as well. So that will be... Uh, that will be 10 points of healing. <laughs> Thanks. You're welcome, Gern. Um, after I do that, I'm gonna kind of look around. Um, using my oh, using my dark vision, because I have to. Um, I'm trying to think. You gonna look around using your eyes? Yeah, using my eyes. That's yeah. good. It's easier Is that to look not how you eyes. usually look? Yeah. I mean, she could she could try looking around with her mouth, but she's not a snake. <laughs> Maybe her right, feet. Right now. Down. See, I was thinking hands. <laughs> Sorry, guys. I have like no sleep, so I'm I'm, I'm spacing. Um. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm gonna look around trying to figure out where to go next. Um. As you glance around the cavern. Your sharp drow eyes can make out a few different pathways out of this room. One to the east, one to the northeast, and one to the west. And along the northern wall of this flooded cavern appears to be a very light waterfall. If you'd even call it that. It's just it's a small stream of water gently pouring out of the backside of this cavern as if a giant crack had opened and some floodwaters were just pouring into the room. Gurn's going to make his way along the wall here. Um, I'm going to follow him as well and kind of keep my eyes open for any threats. Okay. Uh, Celine, you can roll perception, watching for threats. Uh, Gurn, what is it you are intending to do? I'm just trying to come around to the edge and get a small look out into 
this pathway on my right. Okay. Uh, I got a 17. All right. Uh, Gurn, go ahead and roll perception. Celine, as you appear around this room, aside from the ripples created by you and Gurn as you pass through this water, you don't see any indication of movement within this room. You can see as the gentle waves you're creating with each step kind of deflect off of the bodies of the giant arachnids. Okay. Um, I'm going to cast two Dancing Lights near Gurn so he can have an easier time seeing. Here, let me see. I should still have that up. Where did I put your Dancing Lights? Oh, I left them down there in the hallway. Okay. Whoopsie. I got a 17 on my perception. Okay. As you walk up the... As you walk up the wall on the east side, you kind of peer through and you, you see a, a dark, you see a dark pathway that splits into three, into what looks like about three directions. It's like a double fork. If you were to walk down this pathway a little bit, you could hang right and follow that pathway down, or you could hang left at which point you could take another left or a right. All of these paths appear to be flooded, much like the room that you're in. It appears to just be a few inches of water, but you can't see much past this. Is there any loose stone or rubble, anything of those sorts, near where I'm at? You're in a cavern. So, huh? yes. All right. Gurn's gonna bend down and pick up a stone of, I'd say, about a half a handful size, and he's going to throw it down into the uh, the alleyway here, okay. the pathway that he sees. Um, your half a handful or Gurn's? Gurn's. Okay, so that's like a grapefruit. Okay, so half that. So an orange. Yeah. Fish. And uh, which hallway are you tossing that down? Uh, northeast or southeast? Uh, northeast. How far down the hallway would you like to throw it? I'm going to huck it. All right. So as you wing this effectively baseball-sized rock down this corridor. It just, it flies down. And it strikes a wall, bounces a couple of times, and then hits the water with a loud splash. And you hear the crack of stone against stone echoing through the cavern. And silence. Until about 20 seconds later, you all hear a very low moan echo through the cavern. Oh, that can't be good. Um, like, well, it seems that that wasn't the last of the monsters we're facing. Gurn's going to beckon the rest of the party to come up to where him and Selene are. 
The moaning came from the direction he threw the rocks, right? It echoes through <laughs> the cavern. It's oh. difficult to t- it's difficult to tell what direction it came from, but with you and Gurn right near this particular opening of this uh, cavern room, it did seem to be louder coming from the opening you're standing next to than it did from the opening to your south. I want a wild shape into a crocodile. Okay. Go for it. Croc time? Crocodile. She's putting on her crocs. Oh, God. It's croc time. It's been a while. My crocs. It has been a while. I haven't had really a chance to wild shape lately, so... You want me to describe what she looks like? Sure, go ahead and describe for us what it looks like. So, basically, um, Selene transforms into... Crocodiles aren't that big. About how big are crocodiles? I can't remember. Well, it depends. Are you like a West Nile crocodile or... uh, the fucking ones that live in the ocean. Some fuckers are 20 feet long. I think it would be like more of an in a while one. (laughs) 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 Well, anyway, what um, what size does it say in the stat block? um, It'd say right under its name. Large beast, small beast, medium beast. Oh, large. Alright, so say it's about 12 feet long. Okay. Um, so you see like a mixture of green, silver, and like a purple sheen of crocodile hide, basically. So anyone watching Celine as she does this, she focuses her energy, closes her eyes, and her entire form just kind of melts into the water. And as it rises back up, you see the long serpentine shape of a crocodile. It's just standing in the six or so inches of water next to you. Thank you. (laughs) And under the dancing lights, which are now gone, so you can't maintain that spell during this yeah. But in the in the light provided by the crystals glowing underneath the water's surface, you do see a slight silver sheen to the green scales of this crocodile. This stat block is actually pretty cool. Oh, crocodiles are fucking dope. Yeah, this is actually pretty badass. The muscle pulled back out the map. And because he's standing next to Vice, kind of hold it over so Vice can look at it. Alright, so we're here. We've already been down to this one. I'm with you so far. Go up this way and head down to the other one. Well, if they... If that moaning came from... Up to up here, to the way that leads 
to the left, this fork. It looks like there's only two other options. Well deep into the mountain or over towards those red gems. So. There is a chance that that moaning was one of the miners. There's a chance it could be something much worse. I mean, the thing that's much worse is kind of why we're down here. All right, I know you're not really one on lying, but what if we just go back and say we dealt with it? No. Um, like, I wouldn't do that. Well, you wouldn't, but I might. Uh, then, Goblin, come back to die. Don't no. Again. I was kidding. Wouldn't actually do that. I was joking. Well, I wasn't joking. I was really more feeling out how everyone felt about continuing to do this, but that's many more words than just saying I was kidding. Kern will kill. <laughs> Kern does a good job killing. Kern's going to pick another stone up and huck it down the south tunnel now. As it flies down the tunnel, you hear it smack against the far wall. The crack of stone against stone once again echoes throughout the cavern. You wait and wait. There is no sound. Gern's going to point towards the first tunnel where he threw the first rock and... I threw... First one, here. Well, I guess we're going that way then. Um, I'm going to look at Shatten and growl a little bit. That. He's going to establish uh, a psychic link with with her and uh, with Moss as well. Thank you for that. It, it's going to last for two hours. Cool. So, Shatten... Does Shatten now have a pet crocodile? More like a purse with legs. Yeah, that's fair. Or a pair of boots. We've got the tortoise, the hare, and the crocodile that ate them both. That's how the real children's story went, by the way. Seems legit. Um, I'm going to start going down the tunnel that Garen pointed to. As Selene begins to step forward, you can see her long tail just kind of in serpentine motion dragging through the water behind her. Darren will go forward as well. Darren will as well. Um, yeah, Moss will go. Try to quietly as possible. 
Shatten wants to move quietly. Anybody who does the party want to try to do this quietly? Or is it yeah. just Shatten? I want to be as stealthy as possible. Yeah, yeah I want to be quiet too. All right. Group stealth check. Is there a way that I can help them or show them how to walk quietly? Like give them tips on technically how to be the help. Technically, the help action only works towards one ally. So you could only grant advantage to one ally. If you wanted to try to guide them on this, it might lower the DC a little bit. I, I would like to try to guide them, help them out. Just Okay. So, Shatton... Just- Shatton steps forward, taking the lead. Place your steps just like this. Let's see here, let's see how my roll goes. Tell me that, that Shatton rolls in that one. Vice is just gonna stomp through the water like her. <laughs> Thank God for my stealth check. Uh, Sixteen. I also got 16. I got an 18. 18. Selene and Vice. I got an 8. And Vice. And that they just own a jail. You have to be quieter when you're stepping. I rolled a 22. The only person that rolled lower than the rogue is the fucking crocodile. I know. And I have a plus two to stall too. My dice just fucking hate me. And that one's going to jail too. Yeah, it is. It just went to jail. <laughs> all right. As you all proceed through following Shatton's footsteps, <clears throat> never lifting your feet out of the water, you manage to very quietly walk through this cavern. Every once in a while, you hear a splash of water as Celine's tail flicks. But it sounds no different than the occasional stone falling out of the wall and landing in the water. You're all taking the northern path? The path that was... Nah, this is one on the right. I think we needed to take this fork here, Moss. Heading to the right. As you all creep through this cavern, the musty smell of the water begins to fade, and you can see ahead of you where the water has stopped flooding into the cavern as the floor rises ever so slightly. You can see the small waves created by your walking breaking at this pseudo-shore. And as you turn the corner, you all look south, and the path before you curves slightly to your right. But reflecting off of the moist, glistening walls, you see the hints of red and purple light gently shining off of the water droplets dripping down the stone. Celine, does the crocodile have dark vision? 
Not that I can see now. Is anyone providing light at this moment? Which is kind of weird. I feel like crocodiles should have dark vision. Vice has had dancing lights up. Okay. That's, that's why I can see. Alright. So, Moss, Shatten, and Selene, at this moment, you can only see where Vice's dancing lights are shining. Moss, you know what your special exceptions are. As you all walk forward, you see before you a large cavern room filled with tall red crystals, much like the room you had visited before. And as you look around, you notice the red glistening off of, off of the moisture in this cavern. And as you look closer and begin to walk forward, you notice that the floor is glistening more red than you might have expected. As your eyes begin to focus, you can make out the shapes of bodies, several bodies, lying on the ground, torn apart. And at the far end of the room, nestled against one of the larger red crystals, you see a twisted figure, humanoid in shape with a strange elongated neck, spikes for arms and legs, just kind of rubbing itself up against the crystals and giving off this very quiet, sorrowful moan. Oh, by the titans, what the hell is that? Well, we're going to find out. Vice is going to walk up behind uh, Gurn and tap him on the shoulder gently to get him to turn around. And he's just going to hold up his finger to his mouth like, shh, be quiet. Guess <clears throat> I don't want Gurren just screaming. <laughs> Gurren's going to unsheath the stick and have it at the ready. Vice will take his side. I'll take his other side, be ready to attack if needed. As you all begin to get into position, this creature, still rubbing itself up, rubbing its, its head and neck up against the crystal, starts to pull away from it, just staring deeply into the crystal, its long spiked limbs scraping against the stone. It slowly turns its head and looks I, directly at you. Can I kill my dancing lights? As your dancing lights disappear, the room is bathed in red and purple light, and you hear from this creature, Friends! 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 And it starts clawing its way across the cavern floor towards you. I need you all to roll initiative. All right. Everyone prepared? Yep. Yep. 25 to 20. 
Dirty 20. 20 to 15. Sorry, Shatton, you have a 23? Okay. 20 to 15. No one. 15 to 10. 10. 12. 10. 12. Okay, Moss and Gurn, who has the higher decks? 18. 14. All right, Gurn, I'm bumping you to initiative 13. Selene and Crystal, who has the higher decks? Selene, keep in mind you're in a crocodile form right now. I got a 10. 14. All right, Crystal, I'm bumping you to initiative 11. And the sad-looking creature at the base of this cavern only rolled a four. All right, top of the turn order. Shatten, you're up. Uh, I'm going to move 30 feet. And I'm going to use a power shot to throw a dagger into it. I'm sorry, a what? Uh, sorry, my sharpshooter. To throw one of my daggers at it. Okay, go right ahead. And that is going to be... Eight, 20, 15 to hit. A 15 does not hit. Oh shit. I'm just going to throw my second one at it. Okay. And that's going to be a 22. 22 is a hit. And... Four-sided. Where the hell is it? There we go. Uh, three. For three points of damage? Yep. Psychic. All right. Anything else for your turn, good sir? Uh... No. All right. Bringing us to Vice. Vice is going to move uh, to about 10 feet behind uh, Shat and just poof. You guys watch Vice walk forward as he casts invisibility on himself as he stands still. And he is now invisible. Okay. Anything else for your turn? Nope. All right. Bringing us to Gurn. When the uh, creature started moving forward, did he actually move forward or no? No. No, I had you roll initiative as he turned to look at you and began to step forward. He's just so low in initiative, you haven't seen the movement on the map. 10-4. I am going to rage. Okay. Putting me down to one. Rage left. And that's my action, correct? Uh, Rage is a bonus action. Bonus action. Alright, so I am going to then move forward. Front line here at 40. Okay. And Gurren's going to 
pound his chest twice. All right. Anything else for your turn? That'll be it. Already myself. For what? Just prepared to... So you've drawn your weapon and you're ready to engage? Yep. Okay. Bringing us to Moss. Alrighty. Moss is going to move... 5, 10... 30 feet to here. And... Just hold his action if the guy gets within biting range. Okay. That's it for your turn? Yep. Alright, bringing us to Crystal. I'm going to move my 30 feet to right there. And uh, that's going to be it for my turn. Okay. Taking us to Crocodile Selene. I'm going to move my 20 feet to here. And then I'm basically just going to crawl at the creature and wait for it to get closer for an attack. That's really it. Okay. Taking us to the creature. As it begins to step forward, you hear its low moans once again repeating the words, Friends! It takes a few steps forward. Three, four, walking over the desiccated bodies of the miners. And it looks directly at you, Gurn. Friend! And it raises one of its spiked arms and fires it forward towards you for a 14 to hit does not hit okay and it just as as the spiked arm lands off to your side as you step as you sidestep a little bit it begins to draw the arm back towards its body and you see this long frown just stretching down its face. Bring us back to the top of the turn order with Shatten. I'm going to uh, throw uh, throw my dagger at it. Okay. No sharpshooter this time. Okay. Ugh. 12 to hit. 12 is not a hit. And then I'll throw my second one. And that's a 23. 23 is a hit. So. And. That's one point of damage. Okay. And is that it for your turn? Uh, yeah. I'm at safe distance. Taking us back to the invisible vice. Carefully watching this creature, uh, vice is going to move along the wall and beside one of the crystals. Okay, go ahead and roll stealth. Okay. 
What do I add to stealth rolls while I'm invisible? Uh, when you're invisible, it's advantage. Okay. Uh, my stealth was a 22. Okay. And what was your question? Uh, does it seem to track me as I move? It seems entirely fixated on Gurn right now. Okay. Uh, I will end my turn. All right. Taking us to Gurn. Gurn is going to... sprint up on said creature. Okay. And put all of his body weight into a swing concentrated towards the very drooped, frowned-looking face and attack rec recklessly. All right, go ahead and roll at advantage. Uh, 23. 23 is a hit. Go ahead and roll damage. Twelve. And then... Twelve. Twelve points of bludgeoning. Yep. Okay. And then extra attack. Okay. Uh, twenty-three to hit. Twenty-three is a hit. Eighteen. Hey. As you swing your mace down on this creature, the impact of the bladed head hits the exterior. And as you expect the head to go further into this creature dealing more damage, you're not feeling the impact you expected. And as you look more closely at it, you notice that even in this light, this red and purple light, the skin appears to have a light blue tinge to it. Could my second attack be concentrated towards like one of its legs that it shot out towards me? It's a little late for cold shots. Okay, sorry. If you want to do a cold shot, that's fine. But you gotta do it before you roll. Yep. Anything else for your turn? That'll do. Alright. Bringing us to Moss. Okay. I'm gonna move 5, 10, 15, 20, 25 to here. And I'm going to bite it. Okay, but, go ahead and roll the attack. Uh, dirty 20. And a 17. Both attacks will hit. Okay. Cool. 
six for the first. And uh, 12 for the second. All right. As you try to bite into this creature's hide, you notice that your jaws can't seem to clench as far in as you might have hoped. Okay. And then with Anything my bonus, else? with my bonus action, I am going to attempt to shove him back five feet with my shield master feet. Okay. Is this a contested check? Contested strength. A natural 20 for a 24. Yeah. It rolled a 2. So the creature is shoved back suddenly. Anything else for your turn? Nope, that'll do it. Okay. Alright, bringing us to Crystal. The player is currently indisposed. Um, Crystal is going to step a little bit to the side, trying to step behind one of the crystals, and she's going to cast Fairy Fire on the creature. He needs to make a dex saving throw. Failing, she would have cast this in a way to only catch the creature, who is now... Uh, which icon? I don't know. Give a little yellow dot. Creature is now lit by fairy fire, and she will end her turn there, bringing us to Crocodile Selene. Alright, um, I'm gonna move another 20 feet to here. Uh, and I guess that's all I'm going to do right now. Okay. So I'll make sure that I'm ready in case it comes near me. Okay. So. Bringing us to the creature. Going to... Hmm. Going to look at you again, Gurn. is going to try to fire another one of its spiked limbs at you for a 23 to hit. Hits. Okay. As that pierces you... Okay. Sorry, I had to reread that for a second. Uh, you take t 18 points of piercing damage reduced in half because you are raging and it is going to pull you directly towards it and I need you to make a wisdom saving throw thirteen you that is a failure you take twenty three points of psychic damage as this creature pulls you in closer to its body, just whispering friend in your ear. And it the word friend just pierces into your skull. And then it's going to end its turn, bringing us to Shatten. See that her attacks aren't doing anything. I'm going to have to get down and dirty with this one. 
So I'm gonna bonus action dash, okay. and make and, and with my movement to uh, to get up behind it. I'm gonna attack with my uh, psychic dagger, stabbing at it. Okay. And blanking it so I have advantage. Yep. Oh, that's much better. That is a dirty 20 to hit. That's a hit. Okay, and that is with sneak attack. So 14, 16, 18, 23 points of psychic damage. All right. It's a pretty good chunk. Anything else for your turn? Uh, no. All right. Bring us to Vice. Uh, for anybody that might not know, can you describe what Fairy Fire actually does? The creature is illuminated in a faint light granting advantage on any attacks against it. So so you didn't need to run up and flank. No. No, I didn't. But she wouldn't have known that anyway, so... Alright. Vice, you're up. Um... Nothing that I can fucking do. So I'm going to make my way across the room very quietly and kind of duck down as I see Crystal, like as I'm moving in front of her, I'm just going to duck down real low. Okay. That way I don't get hit in the face with some spell. <laughs> That'll end my turn. All right. Bringing us to Gurn. You are currently grappled by the creature. I can still swing, though, right? Yeah, you can still attack. You're not restrained. You're just grappled. Okay. Effectively, it has its it has its spiked limb pierced into your side and has dragged you towards it. Okay. Uh, Gurn is going to roll to attack, uh, swing down on the limb that's grappling him. Are you attempting then, to break the grapple, or are you attacking? Because you can do one or the other. Well, I'm, I'm trying to do so with an attack. It's one Just trying other. to... Okay. Uh, I'm trying because to Because you either have to use grapple. your... You either have to use your action to break yourself of the grapple, or you have you can use your action to attack. Doing one in the same is is not something that okay. I would let pass. I'm trying to break the grapple. Okay. Uh, you need to roll a athletics or acrobatics check. Uh, 17. All right. You successfully free yourself from its arms. And I'm going to move back to behind Moss, like so. 
All right. Uh, as you do, it's going to try to make an, act, an opportunity attack against you. Uh, for a 23 to hit. Hits. And you are once again grappled. And take... Taking 19 points of piercing damage. And that would drop me to minus two. All right. As the as Gurn tries to get away from the creature, it once again fires out one of its spiked limbs, piercing directly into his side, and Gurn falls to the ground. You hear a low, sorrowful moan come from the creature. No. I will end Gurn's turn. Moss, you're up. So where is he? Like, because I see where he is on the map. Is that where he actually is, or? That's where he actually is. Okay, cool. Wait, which which he? Gurn. Gurn would have tried to step through you, but the the opportunity attacks happen. Before you leave the square, right? Right. Right, so he would be right in front of you. Still between you and the creature. Cool. Alright. Alright, so for my action... I am going to burn... A second level spell slot for Cure Wounds. Okay. On Gurn. We'll get... Six and eight is 14. Mm-hmm. All right, so plus two, making it 16 points of healing. <clears throat> okay. Gurn, you recover 16 points, and you are now prone on the ground. And I will move uh, 10 to here. Okay. And for my bonus action... Look up what it's called again. I am going to activate Unnatural Longevity. Okay. Uh, so everybody but the creature within 10 feet of me... Gains 15 hit points. Uh, wait, no. Hold on. What's the proficiency bonus at level 5? Does it go up to 3 then, or is it just 2? It's oh. on your main character sheet. Oh, yeah. Are you not it's using three. your digital character sheet? I'm using both. Okay. I, I had the spell sheet up on that one. Hmm. Okay, so yeah, so 15 points of... Temp uh, 15 temporary hit points. And... That'll be my turn. Alright. Bringing us to Crystal, who at this moment is unsure what to do, because I am unsure what to do with her. Actually, you know what? She wasn't prepared for this. She's going to step back here and attempt to hide behind the crystal. Oh, two 11s. 
Okay. So she's going to attempt to hide behind the crystal, burning her action, bringing us to Celine. All right. I am going to move my 20 feet right to. Well, I'm going to move, actually. That's. I think I have 10 feet. 10, 15, 20. Um, I am on top going. Of the creature? Yeah, because I'm going to grapple him. Okay, you need to be next to the creature to do so. Oh, oh okay. I'm, no, did you move? Not, you, you can't enter his space. Okay. So, I'll go right next to him, and then I'm going to... Oh. Yeah, I'm going to grapple him. You're going to... I think that's what I do. I'm trying to understand this. So it says it's part of your bite attack. So you're going to bite him. Okay, that's okay. That's what I thought. So you have to roll to attack. Yep. I got a fourteen. Fourteen does not hit. But roll again. You have advantage because of fairy fire. Oh, shit. 21? 21 hits. Oh, good. Go ahead and roll damage. I got four. Four points of piercing damage? Yes. Okay. And the creature is now grappled by you. Yeah, target is grappled. Escape is DC 12. Until this grapple ends, the target is restrained, and the crocodile can't fight another target. Well, that doesn't matter. Okay. Um, I'll be landing my turn. All right. Bringing us to the creature. I need Shatten, Selene, Moss, and Gurn to all roll wisdom saving throws. I don't like that. It's 22. One more 16. time, we spoke over each other. 16. 22. 16. And Celine? Nine. Celine, you take nine points of psychic damage as this creature's aura begins to drain the energy from you. It's going to turn. I actually have a question, real quick. Yes. So when Moss gave those extra 15 points, does that go onto my crocodile side or onto my... Um... It will go onto your crocodile side, but you have to be within 10 feet of him, and it activates at the start of his turn. Okay. So you won't be getting the temporary hit points until the start of his next turn. Okay. I but wasn't it, sure it would, how that works. It would go under your temp hit points for the crocodile. So just keep a note on the side, because I know you don't have a... a I know you're using a stat block, not a character sheet for it. Yeah, that's why I'm trying to figure out how many points I have left. So. All right. Um, so it is going to turn to... It's actually grappled by Celine, but it's going to look over at Moss. It's going to attempt to spear you with one of its arms for a 19 to hit. That will miss. Okay. 
And that's going to end its turn, because it no longer has a grapple on Gurn, because it would have let go of that when he saw it fall. Alright, bringing us to Shatten. Uh, action to disengage. Okay. Alright. And I'm gonna try another shot at it. I'm gonna use sharpshooter to throw okay. at it. I have advantage. That's more like it. Dirty 20. Dirty 20 hits. Okay. With the sneak attack damage. So it is. 35 points of psychic damage. Okay. And then I'm going to. Oh, Ari. Use my bonus action in my turn. Alright, bringing us to Vice. Continuing to sneak around the perimeter of this room to try to find an angle. How bad's this dude looking? You can see blood beginning to seep from the multiple wounds that have been struck by it. Um, however, it just it, it looks pained. Its face looks pained. Like the same pained expression it had. Before. Worse than it had when you first saw it. And you're you're not you're not dumb. You know what kind of damage the shot intends to deal. It's having a hard time standing. I I have so many AOE spells, but not many single targets. <laughs> oh fuck. Okay. Uh, I'm going to cast a Scorching Ray at third level. Okay. And I have advantage because of Fairy Fire. Yep. You're sending all three beams at it? All four. All right, extra level. All right, so first one's going to be a 21. Hits. Second one is a nat 20. Misses. Yeah, fuck figured. you. Third one is a 16. 16 just hits. And fourth one is a 21. Okay, so all four beams hit. Go ahead and roll damage. Alright. And don't forget your crit. Yeah, I gotta pull out the calculator for this one, boys and girls. That's five sets of D6. Five sets of 2D6. This isn't going well. You know, seven's the most common number to roll on 2D6. Didn't hit a single seven. Oh. But I wrote them all down. Uh, that's 34 points of fire damage as... All of you guys see Vice appear and blast uh, four beams of fire into this thing's back that swirl together before impacting. 
And as you all see this, Vice rematerializing and suddenly sending out four bright beams of fiery energy into this creature's backside, Celine, your mouth suddenly becomes very warm and you release just in time as this creature falls to the ground, smoldering. Vice usefully this creature. <laughs> I was just looking for the right angle. Well, uh, that would give me nightmares if I didn't already have them. And I think we can see what happened to the miners. Yeah. I want to inspect the body. Which one? You are surrounded by... <clears throat> uh, the one that is smoldering. Okay, go ahead and look. Nothing on that. Uh, 17. The 17 is looked down at this creature. It's permanently frowning face. Smoking slightly. You pour over the body, you find the large burn marks on its backside. The, the limbs appear to be elastic and nature, ending in sharp bony spikes. As you look closely, under this light, this past dancing light over the body, and you notice a blue tinge to its grayed out flesh. And as you looking through it, you can't help but notice a sense of familiarity as you look over that space. <clears throat> uh, about how tall is this body? Uh, this creature, as it lays, is about with its neck extension eight feet long. Okay. Does the blue tinge almost look like the blue tinge that the goblins had? It's hard to tell. Most. The flesh has turned gray. It's the face that gets your attention. Even though it appears to be in a permanent, distorted frown, you can help us think to me, reflecting softly on the lost realm. Guys, I, uh, Think this at one point, or whatever happened to it, used to be a goblin. What can change a goblin into this? Uh, no idea. Um, current no, no either. I'm gonna cancel my wild shape. As you're all standing or pondering this, Celine suddenly shifts back in her drow form. And I... Oh, go ahead. Um, Shatten's going to start uh, checking some of the bodies of the miners. I'm going to help as well. All right, you can either roll individually or one. You can roll an advantage investigation. 
I'll give you an Manhattan. Okay. So Celine draws up a couple of dancing lights to additional light to the room. Shatton starts pouring over the face of the miners. Let's see here. My investigation. 22. With 22, what exactly are you looking for? Knickknacks, baubles, proof of identification. You can't find any proof of identification as licenses are not a thing. Um, hmm. you do find how many bodies you want to pour over? How much, how much time do you want to spend with us? Oh, I want to do about maybe about four or five bodies. All right, across four five bodies, you managed to pull together maybe about thirty silver coins. Um, it doesn't appear to be any, it doesn't appear to be any gold. You find a couple of them appear to have like satchels with what is now very rotted food, uh, untouched, just molded over and ruined. Uh, you find a handful of various mining equipments, axes, hammers, that kind of stuff. Uh, one of the ones you happen to look over appear to be one of the remaining town guard. Um, and he has a very rusty sword at his side. All of his bodies appear to have been pierced somewhere within or so multiple times. Seemingly by the creature you faced off with. Um, the lead on the ground has not fully coagulated due to moisture and cavern. You realize that you are standing in a thin sheet of blood everywhere throughout this room. Um, do not find anything that would necessarily identify each body. But as you are doing this, Crystal walks around in sheet. It was checking bodies, but she's not. She's not searching for anything. She's just kind of trying to gently turn each one of them over and looking at the face, just kind of shaking her head and walking to the next one, looking at the face, shaking her head. As you're all pouring over the bodies of the miners and staring down at this strange and yet vaguely familiar creature. We are all going to take our break. And we're back. So, Celine and Shatton, as you search through the body searching for identification, you are unable to find any notes or anything that would seem to name any of these people. You do find the body of one of the guards rusting away in the moisture of the cavern. Crystal, as you overturn the bodies, you don't seem to be finding your father among these bodies. Moss and Gurn standing over the now lifeless body of this strange spiked creature. And Vice probably satisfied with himself from landing the killing blow. What would you all like to do? Gun, could you come here for a second? 
Ron's going to move over to Vice. Could you hit one of these crystals with your stick? I want a pot. Um. Uh, yeah. <laughs> and Gern's gonna run over and just smash it with a stick as hard as he can. Okay. Roll a strength check. Okay. As you do, with a running charge and a wide swing, a stick impacts the side of one of the large, tall crystals. And as it does, it reverberates in your hand violently, and it stings just a little bit, and you grin at the pain. And as you stare at this crystal standing tall, you watch as cracks begin to spread and spiderweb up, and the crystal shatters, falling directly downward, all the pieces spreading out in a heap. You are standing now in, a, in front of a pile of crystal shards. About Good. How big are they? Any size you can imagine. This eight-foot tall crystal has shattered into a million pieces of various sizes. Thank you, Gun. Mm-hmm. Vice is going to pick up a few different pieces. Uh, one that's about eight inches in length, one that's probably closer to four or six, and then one that's like a small. Um, anything that he can find that looks like it could be cut into a gem shape, like a diamond shape almost. Okay. And he's going to pocket those. All right. You can add those to your inventory as uncut glowing red gems. Moss wants to uh, look around, like, where this creature we originally saw him, and see if he can find where this thing might have came from in this cavern. Okay, go ahead and roll investigation. 19. Hmm. With a 19. You're looking around this cavern, and as you're trying to find... Any hint of where this creature may have come from, you look around at the walls and you can tell by looking at the stone of the walls, watching the water slowly dripping down, there's a level of erosion on these walls from where they have been exposed. You can't seem to find any real differences in the wall. There doesn't appear to be any false walls or you know, trapdoors or whatever. But as you turn around and look towards the north, you see the faint purple light emanating from a room off to the side. As you approach it, you start to notice that the the walls in this small corridor towards this purple light appear to be more roughly hewn, as if they were more recently broken down. And as you walk towards it and looking in, you notice a single cluster of purple crystals sitting much lower to the ground. And looking around on the ground within this purple glow, you see what appear to be mounds of rat and bat skeletons 
just piles upon piles of these of these skeletons. Can I take a closer look at the creature that we just killed? And, um... Would Selene be able to, um... Recognize it as potentially one of the goblins? Or at least looking like one of the goblins? Moss, did you happen to share with the party any of your theories or findings after searching the body of the creature? Yeah, I said it. I thought it might have been a goblin. Okay. Uh, Celine, if you'd like to roll an investigation check to check yourself, you may. Okay. But you would know everything that Moss knows at this point. I got a 21. Okay. So as you decide to take your own time to crouch down and look over this body you're investigating it and in the light you do see the pale blue tinge just kind of hinting through the gray skin of this creature as you move your way up to the face that permanent frown that eternally sorrowful face it looks so familiar to you just like the face that meme had as she was reminiscing about her cavern homes in structure, in size, it looks like an elderly goblin, but only vaguely. Um, I'm... I am going to look over my shoulder to see where Gurn is. Um... Gern, can you come here for a second? <clears throat> Gern's going to go over. I'm going to, um... I'm going to basically explain to him, like, everything that you basically just said, um, about what I found. Okay. Do you... recognize this creature as your family? No. Hmm. Gern's going to take another look at the face of the creature. Okay. It's the same information as before. It looks vaguely like a goblin but only vaguely. I only... Oh, go ahead. No. No, no. Damn. Hmm. Well, it seemed to zero in on you, and it called you friend. Didn't seem to notice the rest of us, so I just wasn't sure. Gernotel. Alright. 
uh, Crystal is going to make her way towards the rest of the group, uh, looking at the bodies as she walks. No, Moss is going to investigate further into this purple room. Okay. <clears throat> what are you looking for? Not sure. Just something basically off or... I guess basically I'm going to look besides the bodies to see if it seemed like somebody was trapped in here. Besides like pretty, the little rat bodies. It's, it's not just little rat bodies. This is mounds upon mounds of skeletons. Okay. So it's pretty clear someone was trapped it's in here. It's pretty clear something was trapped in this room until the walls were broken down. Okay. Um, I'm going to make my way over to where Moss is to see if I can't lend a hand. I'm going to walk up to Moss and tap him on the shoulder. Um, did you find anything? Well, it, uh, it definitely seems like he came from here. Appeared like he was trapped in here or whatever it was. I want one of you to roll investigation at advantage, or you can each roll individually. Um, I'll give you an uh, advantage, Ma uh, John. Okay. Ooh, thank God for that advantage. Uh, 18. With an 18, as you begin to circle the crystal, you find what appears to be the backside of this small cavern room. And as you're looking over, you happen to notice under the water, dripping down the walls, scratches in the wall. Hundreds of them, small scratches, and they appear to be in a dash pattern. It would appear that there are tally marks scratched into the wall in the hundreds, thousands. And as you back up and let your eyes refocus, you realize that the entire back wall of this cavern is covered in these scratches. I'll point that out to Celine. Just seems like he uh, had been here for quite a long time. Yeah, I'm wondering if Fathom had something to do with this. Maybe. I don't know that he would have let him free. Might have. Is there something different about this crystal besides the color than the other ones? Like it's just purple. Just purple. Maybe you're looking for something specific. I guess something that would changed it to be a. Uh, creature into what it was. Why don't you roll me an arcana check? Yeah, I was actually just thinking the same thing. Sixteen. While every crystal 
within this cave system appear to be giving off a faint magical aura. This one's magical aura does seem to have a different pull to it. Ah. Yeah, I did not prepare that today. Well, uh, this crystal definitely seems different than the rest and its magical properties, but I couldn't say what it is. Maybe this is why he turned into what he was. You said that the crystal is broken, right? No. Oh, okay. I thought you said that it was shattered on the floor. No, that's a different crystal. That was one of the red crystals. Vice wanted a piece. Gurn went up and broke it. Oh, okay. Meanwhile, Crystal, Vice, Shatten, what are you up to? Crystal has... Crystal has rejoined the others, uh, looking at the bodies as she went over. Karen's <clears throat> going to move over towards Moss and Celine. Okay. Um, I'm going to point out the scratch marks on the wall to Gurn. Um, you think more? And Gurn's going to point towards the body of the weird goblin-esque transmogged creature. I, I'm not sure, but I don't really think so. We think that he was trapped here. And stuck down here. Gurn's gonna get closer to the crystal. Okay. And he's going to hit it with his hammer. Okay. Roll a strength check. Twenty-six. As you swing downward onto this crystal structure, your stick gets caught between two of the pillars. The crystals do not break. Hmm. <clears throat> Gurn's going to try and free stick. It's not difficult. A little j jiggling back and forth, and you manage to free it from between the pillars. He's just going to tap the crystal to see if it makes a different sound than the other ones. Did you tap the other crystals to identify a sound? Oh. I mean, I crashed through one of them. Yeah. So when, yeah, when you tap stick against this crystal, it does make a different sound. You know, it doesn't shatter instantly. So light ting. Well, perhaps we should move on and help Crystal find her father. And finish what we need to do down here. Yeah. 
probably not a bad idea. Just a little concerning that this might be able to do that to a person. I think we should mention these findings to the mayor. Let him know. Yeah. But he can start investigating it. I mean, unless I have people that know magic, I don't know that he's going to find out a whole lot. True. I heard magic. And Vice is going to walk over. Moss, at this point, your aura has faded. Yep. Um, I'm going to turn to Vice. Yeah, there's this crystal, and we can sense some kind of magic on it, but we can't tell what it is. Boss, can't you tell what magic is? Uh, sometimes it depends what types of magic I have prepared each day. So do we think that... Just get me up to speed. What do we think? From the looks, he was trapped. Whatever that thing was, it was trapped in here for a long time, and it turned him into that. And it has a different type of magic coming off of it than the other ones. And as Gurn found out, way harder to break. I think you guys should stand back and cover your ears. Okay. I'm going to take that step back. You. Cover my ears. Yeah, same. Uh, hey, DM. Yeah. Does a third level shatter explodify the crystal as I cast it centered on the middle of the crystal? What is the damage output on shatter? Uh... Third level will be 4d8 thunder damage. Um, 8d8. Oh, fun. Thanks to the reflective capabilities of the small cavern room you're casting this in. It's effectively going to get hit twice by the same shockwaves. And Gurn, do me a favor. Roll damage on your the attack that you had made against it. Twelve. Okay. Forty-two. Fucking Christ. Okay. <clears throat> so as you all stand back, hands over your ears, those of you that didn't hear this command, a loud, thunderous boom echoes throughout the cavern. And as the echoes of the thunder begin to fade, you distinctly hear the falling of stone on stone. Those of you standing in front of this cavern are now watching a shower of small purple crystals raining down within the room. Hundreds of small purple shards appear to have wedged themselves into the cavern walls. The floor now glows a faint purple as it is covered in pebble-sized shards of purple crystal. 
Um, I'm gonna pick up a couple pieces and put them in my bag. Okay. You can add two purple crystal shards. If that's all you wanted. Yeah. Probably once she recovers from the noise, it's more than likely going to be collecting a few of these as well. Alright. Would you also have been collecting some of the red ones that Gurn busted earlier? Oh, yeah. Okay. Um, I'm not sure that we want to keep those around if we think that they corrupted uh, our friend. Yeah, I'm with Vice on this one. I'm more so grabbing them so that I can show the mayor and see if he might recognize them. Maybe we grab the smallest one we can find and just one. <clears throat> Put it in the plus one coin purse. <laughs> really? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I had to. <laughs> it's a good idea, though. It is. It's a, no, it's, it's an inspired idea. idea. <laughs> it's an inspired idea. But dude, taking something meta and shoving it into canon. <laughs> I'm sorry. Nah, it's, it's a Deadpool level fourth wall break. That's, <laughs> that was, that was that's top what tier. that breaks down to. <laughs> <laughs> that was top tier. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I don't think we... We take more than a small piece and we leave everything else here. And yeah. All right. I agree. So I will drop one and only have one small piece of purple shard. Okay. Shatten, are you returning any of yours? Uh, if she's not within line of sight of the others, no. I mean, you would have had to have been if you oh, went yeah. over to pick them up. She's going to attempt a sleight of hand at least one piece of it. Yes, chat and roll sleight of hand. Sleight of hand. Sleight of hand. And that's going to be a dirty 20. I'm pretty sure that beats everyone's passive. Yep. Mm -hmm. Was that all of them? It was. Insight? Because I don't mm -hmm. fucking trust you at all, regardless of what you say. <laughs> uh, right, Moss Shatton. would no, also fair, roll that, insight. Alright, both of you roll insight, Shat, and roll deception. 18. Damn it. <laughs> Eight. Uh, 17. I'm sorry, Zandy, what did you roll? 18. You both know she is lying. Vice is just going to look at Moss and shake his head. Uh, Moss is going to walk over to Shatten. Shatten, put it back. It's for your own good, Shat. We don't know what they're doing. Very hot. It could turn you into a furry version of that. While badass, I don't want to have to kill you too. Fine. She's going it's... to 
toss it out of her pocket. You're damn good with your hands, but your mouth just can't keep up. We should probably move on and see if we can't help Crystal find her dad and then possibly get out of here. Breed. I want to go inspect how deep those shards embedded themselves in the wall. Kind of out of pride. <laughs> okay. So as you walk into the small cavern room, you're looking around and the entire room, floor to ceiling, every wall has shards of purple crystal wedged in. And from what you can tell, every piece of this crystal broke almost evenly into small, you know, two inch long spiked mini crystals, most of which have been wedged about halfway into the wall. And that's pretty cool. And Vice is going to walk out of that room and start turning or helping turn bodies over. Uh, Vice, make a wisdom saving throw. Oh, fun. 16. Okay. When you were standing in that room, admiring and taking pride in the damage that you had caused, you felt a pressure within your head. Some kind of force pushing down on your will, but you manage to shrug it off as you walk out of the room. All right, so we don't go back in there. Might have made it worse. Okay, then. But I did embed crystals about an inch deep into every stone surface in that room. Nice. I thought so. <laughs> and now Vice is going to start flipping over bodies. I'm sorry, Celine, were you trying to say something? Uh, I basically just said nicely done. Well, while people are flipping over bodies, I'm going to walk back up to the uh, weird one that we killed. Oh, yeah. Uh, how wide are his shoulders? About three feet. Big boy. Alright. I'm gonna try and pick him up and see how much he weighs. Okay. He weighs about four shattens. Cool. That's not a lot. No, it's not. And as you hoist this body up, the arms fall limply and loosely as if there are no bones within them, with the exception of the long spiked appendages at the end. Uh, we're gonna do a thrim thing here. Do I think I could fit this thing in the bag of holding? How violent are you willing to be? I mean, if it doesn't seem like it has bones, so I can basically... It doesn't seem to have bones in the arms. But I can, as, like... As you are wielding this, it has a chest. It has a rib cage. It has shoulders. Yeah. But from shoulder to wrist, there's nothing in between. 
if you're gonna it, what i'm saying is if you're gonna try to put this in the back vaulting you're gonna have to shatter its shoulders and rib cage no it's already dead so okay make a flat strength check oh my god it's a risen kid all over again <laughs> Uh, 21. Go ahead and describe how you make this body fit. Well, I guess for starters, I'll pull out the bag of holding and like look at the mouth of it and then look back at him and do some like calculations in my head. And then start by like basically taking my shield and like caving in the rib cage. And then like folding it in. Till I think you, it'll fit. You all hear the crunching of bone echoing in this room. And turn to watch as Moss is shoving the deceased body of this creature into a small backpack. The mayor is totally not going to appreciate that. <laughs> well, I figured we should probably show him what we found. It's easier to bring it with us than wait around and have people come back down in with us and all this. So just bringing it with us just makes it easier. Um, what about big noise? When I roared. Pretty sure those were the uh, spiders. Mm. I don't know. Aaron might have a point. If one thing could get turned into these, what if there's something else? Yeah, it's quite possible. Gurn hurts too. Running a little low on magic. We could go back up into the caverns a bit and rest for a little while. Take a short break. <clears throat> Safe. Rest. We do. Just as a visual point of reference, I have now made available the imagery and stat blocks for the creatures you've killed thus far. To help clarify a couple of questions that have been coming up. Oh, that's a whole lot of nope. <laughs> Both of these things are going to give Xander nightmares. <laughs> and I love it. So the cave fishers are the things you first came across when Gurn decided to make a whole lot of noise and heard scraping of claws against stone. And the Sorrow Sworn is what you've just killed. Thanks, Obviously, beefy. obviously flavored to this campaign, but at least you have an image of what this creature looks like. Figure the imagery helps with the uh, 
Oh, oh something damage right my sleep. Yeah. I think it's pretty cute. All right. As you all have taken your time in overturning the bodies of the very of all of these various miners, aside from the decay from being in this environment, most of their faces have been left intact. Crystal, you do not see your father anywhere within this bunch. Like, he should be here. But, like, not seeing him. Could there be, like, more bodies somewhere else? Possibly? It's it's possible. Maybe he managed to get away and ran deeper in and got lost. Yeah. There's always that one chance that the, uh, What's his name did something and he's just been lying about where you went. Well, if he did, I would like love to find him. I kind of think that's probably next on our to-do list. Agreed. Well, there's one of the area we haven't been to. Why don't we move further up into the cavern? Find a place to take a short break because Gurn says he needs a rest. I think we all could use a rest. And then go further in. Okay. So Moss will start walking out of this room and into the cavern. Crystal is just following them. Okay. Uh, how far are you guys going? Moss is just looking for like a defendable spot. Okay. Right now you are in the tunnel that uh, it connects the flooded area with this red crystal room where you had found the bodies and the creature. Um, aside from the various crystal rooms at this moment you are not necessarily aware of anywhere you might be able to hide or defend but that's up to you you're the one with the map so Moss will pull out his map after we get up into the caverns a bit more take a look around and kind of make sure I don't hear anything or see anything out of the ordinary. Right. Celine, roll perception and Moss, whatever you're doing. I'll show it to like whoever else wants to look at it to see where a good spot we all think would be to take a, like a short breather. All right, Celine, your perception check? Nine. Okay. Uh, at the moment, you don't hear or see much, aside from the dripping of water 
<clears throat> into the flooded areas of the cavern. You don't seem to perceive any threats at the moment. So, uh, where do you guys think would be a good place to hunker down for a little bit? Side at the camp, at the building. In here. We can always go into that first red crystal room you were at. Starting to think that these crystals aren't something we want to stick around very long. I say we camp somewhere actually in this tunnel right here. I was actually just thinking the same thing. I think right here would be honestly the safest place, and then each of us can all take turns watch. Are we just taking a breather, or are we I'd trying to just take, take a like, breather? Yeah, if, we, if we're looking to like go to sleep for hours on end, we need to get out of these caves. 100%. If we just need to catch our breath for 30 minutes an hour, then we can stay. Say we just catch our breath and then move on. I think these caves are far too dangerous to just be sitting in. I agree. Especially when we don't know what's in these tunnels. Oh, sorry, Shatton. I was going to say, it's starting to give me the creeps. Same here. So. so where do we go next after this? What direction are we going to? Are we going further into the caves or are we leaving? I would say that's kind of up to all of us. We did do what we came here for, but we also did kind of agree to try and help someone find their dad. So. I know, I'm just not sure whereabouts to go for that. We it's still only, haven't gone to the areas labeled spiders. That's so. about the only other spot. Could. While this is happening, DM, I'm going to burn three of my sorcery points and create a spell slot. And create a, yeah, a spell slot. Okay. We could leave. And then with what was... We're pretty sure terrorizing the cave dead, they could send people back down to look for any remaining survivors. Yeah, but if there's more spiders down here, then that's not going to help anybody. Well, they did say they knew how to take care of those. As True. Do we. So are we going to go further in or are we going out? I think we should still help Crystal. At least try to find her dad. In that case, why don't we take a quick rest here and then move on. <clears throat> Gurneet. Alright, 
so general consensus, we're taking a short rest. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. All right, everybody can hit the short rest buttons on their character sheets. Uh, Celine, right. I believe this will also reset your wild shape, but the short rest button won't do that automatically, so you can reset your wild shape. Okay. And we no longer uh, have the 15 points, correct? Uh, uh, no, those last till the long rest. Yeah, those okay. those will stay. They, they can't be replenished at this point, but they will hang until uh, Moss completes a long rest. You know what the shame in that combat was? I danced accidentally around his aura. Um, he did. I, I never stepped in the fucking aura. <laughs> I could have gained 15 temp hit points, but I just never stepped in. Yeah, but he did it pretty late in the combat, too. Yeah. So when I click short rest, what is it supposed to do? Because I don't uh, see it do it. Well, if you had, like, spells, slots, and whatnot that you could recover... Um, <clears throat> it would automatically recover them. It, it being a short rest, you can roll your hit dice to recover hit points. And after completing a long rest, you can recover up to half of your maximum uh, hit dice. So you guys are level 5, you should have 5 hit dice that you can roll, or up to 5 that you can roll. Unless a certain someone wants to do something. I rolled three of mine. For a total of 30. Gurn. Feel better. I rolled one and got eight. Crystal, you've been awfully quiet. What? You've been awfully quiet. Do you have any input on the decisions of the party? Um. She just wants to stay in the cave for now. So, after we've been there a while, look around and be like, you guys ready to move on? <laughs> yeah. Also pull out his map and try and start figuring out the way we need to go to get to where the spiders are. I'm going to make sure I cast uh, Dancing Lights so that we can kind of see as we're moving. For those who don't have dark vision. All right. Okay. Back. Find that area where according to the map, we can start going down towards the place we haven't been yet. Okay. As you all continue through, these caverns are now becoming familiar to you. Your feet sloshing through the 
shallow waters of the flooded areas through the tunnels down past the first red crystal room. You eventually make your, well, your ways back towards the, the first fork you had approached when you entered these caverns. And as you look left towards the northeast, you know that this is the path that you must follow in order to get towards the room marked spiders. Um, I'm going to keep my ears peaked and make sure like, I keep an eye out for anything that could be a threat to us. Okay, roll perception. I got a seven. Okay. You can't hear much past the dripping of water along the walls and the echoes of your own footsteps on the stone floor. I would also like to keep looking around, seeing if I can find, like, I don't know, like tracks or a blood trail or see any possible bodies or anything like that as we go. Okay, roll perception or survival. That roll will go perception. Uh, 12. As you're walking through these caverns, approaching the area marked spiders, you're noticing a significant decrease in the amount of boot prints in the mud. You're not finding any blood or bodies or anything, but you are starting to see more frequent spider webs, patchwork spider webs between the stonework of the walls. And and as you all turn down the corridor that leads to the room marked spiders, Celine Anyone with dark vision, really, can see just ahead an opening in the cavern thoroughly lined with spider webs, top to bottom, like a wall of silvery hair. I'm sorry, you want to make that noise again? It didn't quite come through. Ew! Even worse, thank you. You're welcome. Well, we could try going in there. Just be on your guard. Hey, Vice? Yeah? You may not want to use fire in this area. I beg to differ. I think I'd love to use fire in this area. I (laughs) actually kind of agree. I don't really see a way of us getting in without fire. You might as well use it now. Clear the way. I was thinking you might go in first since you have such a light step. I I can't tell if you're being serious. Also just start walking forward. Can't believe you'd think I'd trivialize something like this. A girl's father's life is at stake. Back up. <clears throat> well, I mean, 
Move me moving up forward will be a good idea if this this got ahead. I have an idea. And Moss is gonna pull out one of his mauled off cocktails. Okay. I light this and throw it in there. See that should clear the path a little bit. That work for everybody. Sounds like a good idea in case there's any lurkers in there. Yeah. And if a father's alive in there and all the webs go up, he's cooked. Yeah. I can't see anything or anyone with my dark vision, right? Roll a perception check. I got an 11. As you're peering into this room, pushing your dancing lights forward, you can see the skittering of spiders throughout this dense webbing. You don't see any people, but what you do see between your dark vision and the dancing lights you've pushed forward, you see the glint of metal buried underneath the dense webbing. Do these spiders look threatening? Uh, what you see at the moment is just, it's like waves of small, small spiders, no bigger than your hand. Oh, okay. And you said there's a piece of metal? You did catch the glint of something metal buried within the webbing. Alright. Moss, before you throw that fire, because I'm not going to know what it is, <laughs> um, there's some kind of metal in there, but I can't tell exactly what it is. Crystal, did uh, your father wear armor? Like a miner. I don't think he was wearing armor. So I'd say that's probably not hidden. Possibly. So how do you guys want to go about getting in here then? I'm going to take my dancing lights and since they only have to be within 20 feet of each other I'm going to send them as a cluster into the room to try to shine some light on a wall like at a far wall and see if I can't see an open patch Is there, like, a line anywhere along the wall up to that point that looked like it was open? Or disconnected from the main web? No, the web permeates the entire room. Um, I'm gonna recall my dancing lights and step in. I'm gonna follow... 
As you're starting to push forward, I'm going to take the lead on you, boys. Okay. Also make his way up even to him. Grun's trying to test how sticky these webs are with his steps. Are you stepping into the webbing? Uh, or are based you stepping on, up to based the webbing? On where... I, w I would say I'm at the edge of the webbing and I've touched one, like the edge of my foot into it and I'm pulling my foot back to see what it feels like. As you pull your foot back, hundreds of small spiders scurry away from the section of web you've placed your foot into. And as you pull it back, the web sticks to the bottom of your boot and breaks away. And all of you begin to hear much larger steps within the webbing, pulling, chattering, and squealing. And you begin to see, moving within the webbing, large, humongous spiders, and they begin to advance towards your position. Can I burn it now? Set it. Yep. All right. Yeah, I guess. Moss is going to chuck a Molotov cocktail in okay. there. Roll, roll to attack. You gotta do this fast. These spiders are headed right for you. Uh, dirty 20. What are you targeting? Uh, somewhere... I can see this one, so somewhere around here. Okay. I'm sure that's in range, actually, because it's only got a 30-foot range on it. Alright, uh, what were the stats we initially detailed for this? Okay, that is right in range. Um, so it is a 30-foot range, and it's uh, a 10-foot radius of 2d6 fire. Okay, go ahead and roll damage. As he throws this, can I see that it's lit in the air? Yes. Okay. Because <laughs> he said he was just going to throw it, and I was like, oh, am I going to have to fucking shoot it out of the air? Uh, uh... Ten, 10 points of damage. Okay. Of fire damage. All right. And with that, you watch as the spider webbing around this large spider begins to burn away, and you see flames lick along the legs of this creature. And I need everyone to roll initiative. And? Hey, I might not be last this time. I wasn't last time, but... I just can't get lucky with dice lately. They all fucking hate me. Gotta tell them to play nice. I know, seriously. Fuck. Alright, everybody ready? Mm-hmm. Yep. Alright, 25 to 20. 22. 20 to 15. 19. 19. You guys are great at this. Celine and Gurn, who has the 18. higher decks? 18 decks. 
Celine, what is your dex? It's 16. Alright, Gurn, I am... No... Yeah, fucking hell. Okay, Gurn, I'm bumping you to initiative 20. Alright, uh... Moss, what is your dex? Uh, my dex is... 14. And I also rolled an 18. Yes, you did. As did the spiders. But the spiders have the higher decks, so they are getting bumped to 19. Uh, if, yeah. Still 20 to 15. 16. 15 to 10. 14. Alright. Bring us to the top of the turn order with, you guessed it, She's going to use sharpshooter to throw her dagger at at the spider that she can see. Okay. And oh, twelve. A twelve does not hit. Use the bonus action to throw the next one. Also with sharpshirt. Okay. And that would be a 21. 21 is definitely a hit. Okay. 11 points of psychic damage. Not bad. You watch as this spider starts jerking in place, shaking and shivering, and its limbs start clenching inward. And then it releases and starts pawing its little pseudopods at you. Is that all for your turn? Yes. Alright. Bring us to initiative 20. Gurn, before your turn, the webbing is currently on fire. Moss, please roll a d6. Four. Alright. The spider standing directly in front of you starts to catch fire and is squealing in pain. And the fire spreads. All of these areas I'm marking off right now are currently on fire. All right, Gurn, it is your turn. This is essentially just fire on the webbing. It's not like a whole base of embers, so I could potentially run through this. Granted, I don't get stuck too bad because of the webs, yeah? The webbing is on fire. It just sounds like it could hurt a whole lot. Gurn is going to pull his glaive out and have it at the ready. And, uh... He's going to pass his turn. Okay. Celine, you're up. Um, I'm going to cast Moonbeam on this one here. Oh. Okay. Set up your Moonbeam. You want it where? Here? Oh. See, there's like a really inconvenient spot. Mm. Yeah, that works, like right there. 
trying to fucking... There we go. Right on its head. Alright, uh, what do I need to do? A con, con save? Uh, yes, that's a con save. Uh, that's an epic failure with a six. Yeah, that fails. Alright, go ahead and roll damage. That would be... Um, eight points of radiant damage. Okay. Anything else for your turn? Um, no, that's it for now. All right, bringing us to the spiders. The first one that is closest to you, currently on fire, crumbles into the burning webbing in a heap. Uh, the one that was behind it starts its turn in the moonbeam and only rolls a seven. Please roll damage on the moonbeam again. That's seven points of radiant damage. All right. It's burned by the moon once again and begins running forward into the burningness. Only gets about that far. This one, the one that was hiding in the back corner, manages to run around and attempts to attack Gurn, as he is the one that touched the web. For a 20 to hit. Dirty 20. That hits. All right. You take seven points of piercing, and I need you to make a constitution saving throw. That is a nine. You take nine points of poison damage. How much right. total? Well, I've already lost the damage on the piercing. Call it 16 points total. Yeah. Bringing us to Moss. Okay. Moss will step forward. Not with that tool, he won't. Moss will step forward to here. And... Um, I guess <clears throat> I'm just gonna chuck another Molotov cocktail on the back side of this boy right here. Okay, go ahead and roll to attack where I want to hit, like right there. Yep. Cool. Uh, 19 to hit. 19's a hit. Go ahead and roll that damage. Uh, 11 points. Alright. 
11 points of fire damage, and the webbing around it catches. Anything else for your turn? Uh, nope, that'll do it for now. All right, bringing us to Vice. Vice is going to cast Scorching Ray. Okay, and what are you targeting? Two at the one in front of Gurn and one at the one that's further away. All right, go ahead and roll the attack. Uh, 21 and 23. Both hit. And 17 at the further one. Also hits. Go ahead and roll damage. It's going to be eight points on the closer one. Okay. And five points on the further. All right. Anything else for your turn? Um. Mm, nope, that'll do me. All right, taking us to Crystal. Um, I'm going to use Phantasmal Killer on uh the spider closest to Gurn. Okay, what do we need to do for that? Uh, wisdom saving throw. All right. Okay. How does a natural 18 do? Does it, it success. Okay. And what happens on a success? Uh, spell ends. So it doesn't happen. Uh, it didn't pass. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, nothing happens. Yep. It has to fail. It's unfortunate. All right, anything else for your turn? Uh, no. All right, bring us back to the top of the turn order with Shatten. Oh, the one that's furthest away. Yep. I'm going to go ahead and do a sharpshooter with it. Okay. And mm, that's much better. That's going to be a 22 to hit. Uh, yeah, that's a hit. Six. That'd be uh, twenty psychic damage. Okay, fourteen points of overkill. You throw your carrot-shaped psychic dagger towards the spider, landing it square between its many eyes. The spider shrieks loudly, and then curls up into a tiny ball and rolls into the flaming webs, burning up. Anything else you'd like to do? Bonus. Turn? Yep, for my bonus action, I'm going to throw my second one at the one that's closest. Okay. Uh, Gurn is technically within melee. Just so you know. Okay, does that mean disadvantage? No, that means you would get sneak attack. Ah! Okay. And that will be a dirty 20. 30, 20 is a hit. Do me a favor. Please describe for us how you killed the last spider. Oh. Taking the my, the, my dagger, I'm going to, because of my height, I'm going to chuck it um, underhanded right between the Gurn's legs into the uh, spider's head. Right. 
And as the blade strikes cleanly, much like the other one, Spider curls up into a heap and ends up rolling into the flaming webbing and dies. We all stand here for a few minutes, watching as the flames spread, burning up the remaining webs until the web is completely gone. And during the burning of the webbing, you glance over to where Selene had pointed out something that had a metallic sheen, and what you find is an overturned mining cart. Uh, well, let's, uh, let's hope that there wasn't someone in there. Otherwise, they might be cooked. Does anyone know a spell to make it cold or stop the fire from spreading to it? You mean the fire that's already spread over it? That we just out. watched in case the room. <laughs> it, it did burn fairly quickly. It wasn't like there was a lot of stuff to keep it going. Once the webbing was gone, it basically disappeared. Yeah, at about the point of the end of this conversation, at the, at the end of that sentence, the last of the webbing burned away. The room is now cleared. So I guess we can just walk in at this point. I can tell you right now that I can't turn that minecart over. I can barely pick up uh, back a sack of potatoes. I think uh, me and Garn can probably handle it. Mm-hmm. Easy. We'll go over to the minecart. Okay. Uh, I'm going to ready a firebolt in case a spider comes out. Okay. Hmm. I'm not taking down Moonbeam in case another creature comes out. Okay. You're going to hold that concentration? Mm-hmm. I believe the spell only lasts for a minute. But Where is your Moonbeam? Oh. I deleted it because it was the end of combat. All right, then I won't bother with that. Never mind. It, it is right here. Keeping that in my fucking sight, just in case. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'll take down. I'll take it down. Okay. I have so, a weird shadow from the center of the room. There is a weird shadow because sometimes dynamic lighting doesn't work quite right. <sighs> I'm going to put my dancing lights over the metal thing <laughs> the minecart okay. uh, I'm going to start to lift it as okay. will I alright one of you roll at advantage or you both get to roll yeah, I'll strength let... check I'll let Gurn roll with advantage uh, I just rolled a 19 with advantage Okay. So, the both of you put your weight against this relatively large, solid iron mining cart. Still warm from the fire that engulfed it. Not burning hot, but warm. As mentioned, the fire didn't last long. As you begin to push it over, you smell. You are instantly hit with the pungent smell of decay you throw the cart over and it crashes to the side with a loud bang. And as you look to where the cart once lay, 
you find a body of a man. As you look over this body, you you notice that one of his legs is twisted, shattered in all the wrong directions. And he holds in his hand a piece of paper clenched within his dried out decaying arm. We'll try and carefully like unfold his hand to take the paper out of it. As you do, you hear the crunching of dry skin and bone as you pull the old withered paper from his hand. Uh, Crystal is going to take a step forward to look at the body. From first glances, the body appears to just be that of a man. Standard working attire. It's very hard to make out his features with the amount of decay. I will see if I can read the note. On the outside of the folded piece of paper, you see one word written on it. Crystal. Ah. Uh, Crystal, I think this is for you. And I will hand the note to her. Oh. Uh, she takes it and, um, opens it to read. As you unfold the paper, it crackles with age. And as you look over it, you see the unmistakable handwriting of your father. Little flourishes on the F's and L's. Crystal, my dear. I fear I'm not long for this world. After trying to escape whatever we unearthed in that ungodly purple room, I found myself in the room where we had driven back the spiders. I've managed to get myself underneath this mining cart, but I have broken my leg in the process. I don't know if I'll ever be able to get out of here. If you ever come across this letter, just know I love you. Crystal is uh, just going to put it in her, uh, put the note in her pocket and uh, just walk away from the area. You will watch as Crystal looks down at this piece of paper, the stern look on her face. And for the first time in a long time, she is silent as she walks away from your group. Gern's going to get up and chase after her. Moss will uh, search the body just to see if he can find anything that Crystal might want. Okay, roll investigation. I'm killing on investigation checks today. 17. Okay, that's, yeah, okay. So as you respectfully overturn the body trying to look for any kind of memento, you do find wrapped around his neck a silver chain. On this chain is a locket, and inside you can see two etchings, one of which vaguely appears to be crystal at a much younger age, and the other is the face of a woman you don't recognize, 
but her features are angelic, beautiful. Even to a turtle, this, this is a beautiful, stunning woman. Okay, Moss will carefully take off the necklace. Okay. And then uh, slowly make his way back over to Crystal. Um, I hope you don't mind, but I found this and thought you might want it. And he'll try and attempt to hand her the uh, necklace. Uh, she takes it carefully. Um, like, thank you. You're, you're welcome. Her voice was uh, wavering slightly as she spoke. As you all stand here, the silence in this cavern echoing back at you, pondering the loss of your recent acquaintance's father, what would you all like to do? Okay. Um... Gurn, sorry. Gurn leans in and gives Crystal a big hug. Crystal hugs back up silently and just nods. I, I kind of think we should get out of here. Crystal, would you like us to take your father's body with us? No, don't put in bag. I wasn't planning on it. Okay. We get. <laughs> Gurn goes over and picks up the body. Thank you. At this point, are, are we all leaving the mines? Yeah. Yes. As quickly as possible. Okay. So <laughs> Moss consults the map once more and determines the correct path for exiting the mines. You all make your way outside of the mines, back into the bright sunlight of the day, Gurn carrying the body of Crystal's father. Where would you like to go? Everything hey, appears to be white. Ah, oh, there we go. Hey, DM. Yes? What's Crystal's father's name? Carl with a K. Carl. Mm -hmm. Okay. With a K. <laughs> I just wanted to make sure that my notes were accurate. And also put you on the spot. Okay. I'm the DM. I'm always on the spot. I am going to, as we walk out of the mine, I'm going to turn to my compatriot. Perhaps we should go see the mayor and report our findings to him. Probably, but we should probably see where Crystal wants us, what Crystal wants us to do with her dad first. Well, yes, I meant after where done with this you could probably place him near the the tavern 
I'll have to find a cart to bring it back home. For burial. Okay. Oh, are there mining carts in these buildings? Yeah, there's a couple. Are they empty? Like one of them is. The others have some remnant ore, just, you know, work left behind. I'll point that out to Gurn and have him place the body in there. Okay. Gurn goes over and just kind of drops the body into the mining cart. Not super gently. Just kind of uh, drops it in. You all hear the snap of one of the bones in the broken leg. <laughs> oh! Sorry. <laughs> it's fine. He didn't feel it. <clears throat> True. That was dark. <laughs> I, I feel like it'll probably be safe here for now. Yeah. I could come back at a later point. Why don't we uh, go find the mare? <clears throat> goblins. No, not the goblins. We have to go see the mare. The, uh, then, then goblins. Yes. Kent, mean. <laughs> what about Kent's cousins? Mm, skip hip flip chip <laughs> mm. We get all Home get them all. <laughs> Home Start I'm also start heading over to the tavern Okay I'll follow What, what time of day is it? early afternoon okay I mean you guys were in the mines for a while but you started at dawn yeah so as I'm walking towards the tavern I want to look around and see if I can't find uh, Bathin y'all gotta write good notes Favin Bathin Buckhead I like that name better fine if you want to keep an eye out for him, go ahead and roll perception. Uh, I'll give him advantage. <laughs> How? Because I'll be looking too. Then you can roll perception as well. Oh, okay. Thought I could help him. Uh, using okay. the help action... In some scenarios, it's fairly obvious how you're going to help somebody, but in this particular scenario, with you guys in broad daylight, helping... Uh, that's why I'm asking for a specific, like, how are you going to help him? Oh, okay, I get it. If, you, if you're just going to look as well, then you have to roll your own perception check. Okay. That was a seven. Yeah, no. You see some birds. They're cute. Bright orange. I got a 23. You see the same birds. Very bright orange. However, 
looking around the bright sunlight peeking through the clouds, you don't seem to see any traces of Favin, but what you do notice is that the town is very quiet. You would expect that at this time of day there would be people, you know, plowing fields or children running around. The town is dead. Quiet. Dead quiet. I'm going to turn to my compatriots. Does it seem a little too quiet for during the day right now? It's a town of unemployed, depressed miners. Yeah, but I feel like when we first got here, there were still people that were outside doing farming and kids running and all of that. I, there, there's nobody. I don't see anybody. Pretty sure when we got here, it was evening and everyone was in the tavern. And then well, let- yesterday or this morning, people were still in the tavern drinking. Regardless, there was people and now there's not people. They, they could might like, be, in the be in the tavern drinking. Why don't we just hurry up and get there? Because she does kind of have a point. Worst case scenario, the goblins have their own town and we didn't have to kill anybody. True. (laughs) I'm going to start walking a little bit faster towards the tavern, I guess. We will make our way to the tavern, which I believe was this building. Yes, I think it, yeah. It's a building towards the center of town with a giant blue roof. You know, it's the one strange building in the town. At the rate that it seems that Celine's going faster than her normal walking pace, Vice is going that much slower. So if she's like 20% faster, he's 20% slower. Just to make up the difference, and we all arrive there at the same time. (laughs) That's how Master Spiteful. No, that's, you, that's petty. That's fucking petty. That's how math works. As you all walk through the strangely quiet town of Interion, you begin to approach the tavern, and as you approach the tavern, you can see through the windows, the tavern is completely filled. But as you look in, every person sitting at a table seems to be looking towards the direction of the bar within the tavern. And as you walk past the front windows, you look in and you see the mayor standing on top of the bar, and he appears to be giving a speech. Oh, okay. I feel a little better now. But we probably should go in there and see what the mayor is talking about. Probably. Told you there was nothing to worry about. Depressed miners. Okay, but Favin is somewhere on the loose. He can be causing God knows what trouble. Well, I mean, if he can just blink out of existence, what's to say he can't make himself look like somebody else? Exactly. So that might not even be the mayor. We'll find out. Moss will walk into the tavern. I'll follow. As you breach the doorway of the tavern, the mayor, mid-speech, stops and looks to you. And as the room realizes he's stopped talking, they all turn around 
to see you standing in the doorway. Dead silence envelopes you, and the mayor just looks at you longingly. Did you pull it off, Moss? Did you win? Uh, yeah. Can I actually brought it here with me if you guys would like to see it. Of course, of course. And he gently jumps down from atop the bar and walks across the tavern to you. Boss will oh, oh, pull up, go into the... Put the bag of holding on the ground. Open it, reach <laughs> in. <laughs> and start pulling out this crumpled up body. And with a loud slurp and crunching and just grinding of shattered bones the mutilated body of this creature just pours out of the bag of holding and onto the floor of the tavern you hear gagging and gasps and the couple of children just scream their little heads off and their parents try to calm them down the mayor just stares at it in silence Eventually, the tavern calms down, and the mayor just continues staring at it. Think you've done it. Thank you. And with that, we are going to end tonight's session. <laughs>